Have we got the Blackstone Grill? I finally got one for Father's Day. They're clutch. That's a game changer. Yeah, it's it's pretty big time. You guys will know one day the, the pleasures of the Blackstone <laughs> the, Grill. The breakfast spread, mm-hmm. you do it all in 15 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. It is wonderful. All right, you good over there? Um, all right, we're going to start with players first here. Did that. All right, three, two, one. Again, and welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrandt, the voice of the Tigers, joined by Tiger Football head coach Josh Blankenship. Uh, in between weeks here, coming off of the Union game last week, and you got Owasso at home this week. Uh, going back to Friday, seemed like overall it was a better team performance than in week one. Obviously, it didn't turn out the way you wanted to, but it, right. I, it, we felt from the booth like we saw a lot of improvements uh, over the course of you know week one to week two. Did, did you feel the same when you went back and looked at film? I did, and that's that's pretty cool that you had that um, observation. It probably helps being next to Spav. You know, he's, <laughs> he's the ultimate optimal optimist grandpa right now. So it's. Uh, <laughs> It is. Uh, our defense vastly improved, and, and their preparation uh, in that week leading up to Union was awesome to watch. I mean, they you heard them, these guys, um, they'll talk about a chip on their shoulder, and they've had that. And my fear on the offensive side of the ball was that um, we had the success that we had against Bentonville wasn't real. And that's not to disrespect Bentonville, but they just weren't the caliber of defense that we're going to see week in and week out. And... Uh, we got a dose of reality against Union, a really, really good defense. Um, so we still saw the things that are potentially there that we've got to connect on and execute on. And i got to have a better plan. I'm trying to balance. Uh, we've got so many young guys on offense that are playing, and that was a second game for a lot of them, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then the big moment of a, you know, a big rivalry game with tons of fans and the noise. Um, and I probably did a poor job of trying to ease those guys into the game and then kind of – backfires and now all of a sudden you're in third and 10 third and 12 third and 15 and that's just as much pressure as you know putting it on them on first down sure so I, i've got to do a better job of getting those guys a chance to play well but i have seen what i need to see and i love our club i still do you know it, we kind of building off of that we also noted it seemed like yeah i mean yeah union kind of came out and hit you guys in the mouth got right. up got yeah. 20 but it seemed like there was improvement quarter to quarter drive to drive in that game as well it was <laughs> Oddly similar to last year's, uh, at least the de- defensive side of the ball, yeah. last year's jinx game, um, and that was much later in the season. So here we are in week two, and I'm already seeing the improvement that that I want to see. I wish we could see it with a win. Sure. Um, but, you know, early season gauntlet that we're going through, that may not happen. And uh, so I'm seeing what I saw uh, at a sooner rate or faster rate and sooner in the season than I saw last year. So I'm very encouraged and excited to keep keep getting better. You mentioned the the kind of jump of of opponent defensively right. uh, from week one to week two because Union had size and talent both up front and in the linebacker yep. positions. Uh, how did you feel like the offense, uh, specifically the offensive line, dealt with that front seven? Because that's a that's a pretty special group. It seemed like I think uh, I think they they handled it very well as far as poise. Um, I think they got exposed on a on where they've got to improve technique wise. You know, if you're a if you're half the size of that nose guard that's coming after you, uh, you know, we, we number one as coaches got to put you in a position to be successful and get the help that you need. Um, but I think, I think we got a good dose of where we have to improve. Um, and I, 
you know, again, alluding back to the Bentville game, wasn't a really good measuring stick for, for those guys to know where they were and where they need to be um, because it was one of those you could call about anything you wanted, and it was finding success. Absolutely. And, and f- uh, for those of you who did not tune into the game or need a refresher, that nose guard for Union was 6'4", 310. So mm-hmm. he, was, uh, he was a big dude to, to try to move around. Um, special teams mm-hmm. uh, ended up in some tough spots, had to punt out of your end zone a couple of times. Uh, obviously, you're kicking to some really talented guys in the return game for Union. Uh, how did you feel like in those situational moments, whether that be trying to get that high on side executed or, or punting from deep in your own half, how did they deal with those situations and kind of execute in there? Uh, positive and negative. Uh, but only thing you can learn from is is when to do or when not to do certain things that we made decisions. I'm trying not to like reveal too much about what we're trying to do sure. scheme wise, but uh, you know, there's a, there's a right time and a wrong time to make the choices that we made on some of those situations, and we just got to improve. So it uh, there's no personnel issues on the, on special teams. Uh, we we were much cleaner in our in and out off the field substitution, which is critical to me. Um, you know, so I saw a lot of improvement, but that's still you know execution wise and decision making. You're only going to learn those in those big moments. You know, you mentioned that in and out substitution being important. And uh, it's kind of one of those things that I think is undervalued until you get to a you get exposed. fourth quarter situation yep. where it costs you five yards and then you're out of field goal range or something. I mean, right. those are little things that really can have a big impact, especially as you get later in the season. There's a lot of those things that I'm pretty excited about. Um, you know, early uh, season games, you see a lot of issues in any level, NFL, college, high school. Um, you know, you saw, I think it was uh, LSU, the way they lost their game, mm-hmm. um, you know, it always comes down those first games to special teams, turnovers, and stupid penalties. And for the most part, we have eliminated stupid penalties. Um, we had our share, but it hasn't been uh, uh, tremendous. Um, we've done a pretty good job of not turning the ball over. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've put the ball on the ground yet, knock on wood. Um, you know, the interception that we had was a, was a great play by that DB. Um, and we're doing a good job of getting turnovers. Um, so special teams, the operation side of things, the mechanics that I'm probably the only one that notices and gets maniacal about, but <laughs> as critical as those are, I'm impressed with that. We've got to improve our decision-making. You mentioned uh, limiting the turnover so far, and you've had two quarterbacks put the ball in the air uh, and mm-hmm. only one interception. Uh, haven't haven't given it away yet on the ground. Uh, let's talk about Owen Jones specifically. He was 12 of 23 on Friday. Uh, how did he kind of grade out in the passing game as he went back through the film and kind of the decision-making process that he was going through? Very high. Uh, he's making a lot of really good decisions. Um, you know, he's still young. This was his second game. Um, so the sky's the limit for that kid. He is uber talented. Um, I love how much he uh, is obsessed with the cerebral part of the game, the chess match of it. And he, so he soaks up coaching. Uh, he loves watching film and learning, uh, and and if you've got that with the skill set that he has, um, he's going to be special, special. And he was in some spots, tough, second spots. and long, yep. third and long. And that's my fault. Yeah. With you know, how can you get a read of how he's handling that uh, mentally, mm-hmm. kind of going through those plays and and knowing what he has to do, knowing that a defense is going to be coming after him in those moments. He's a coach's kid first, so he's already got that toughness that's been built into him through parenting through what he's you know grown up as a wrestler and all the things and the situations that he's been in um he's very poised um where I really judge it is by the decisions that he makes in those moments and and he's grading out well in those he's still got some things he can improve on obviously but uh, I'm very pleased with his progression 
Uh, the running game had had a tough time getting going mm-hmm. the other day, but what did you see from those backs? Because uh, you, you still got kind of that three-headed monster back there. Yep, I think I saw, um, you know, we kept trying to get KD uh, a little bit more touches, and then we had a couple of false starts on two of them that I think he would have creased him on. Um, you know, I think uh, Cabri Harris is in his really his second game. I think he was a little hesitant at certain moments. Um, there were some some creases that he hit that that probably could have gone for a big chunk if he was a little bit more assertive, uh, a little bit more confident that, again, only comes with game time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought uh, Nate Jones was Nate Jones, uh, physical, confident. He's been in those wars. He's got his 500 fights. So uh, he, he did what we expect Nate to do. Again, Nate Nate gets undervalued in his pass protection. I yep. mean, what he brings in that, that is tremendous. That's uh, Coach Josh Blankenship talking a little bit about this Broken Arrow Tiger football team and offense. We'll flip the script to the defense when we return in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Right now, get $200 from TTCU Federal Credit Union when you open a new checking account with direct deposit. What would you buy with $200? Cars, race cars, my own apartment, 100 coloring books, and a puppy. Or maybe some groceries and a tank of gas. $200 for whatever works for you from TTCU. Because life is better in balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. Adam Hildebrandt, again, joined by head coach Josh Blankenship. Coach, we talk some offense. Let's let's flip the side of the football here. Uh, Union, obviously, a lot of weapons offensively. How did they really stress your defense in that game on Friday, and and, uh, how did you see that defense improve over the course of that game? Our guys, we talked about the week before, uh, you know, being misaligned or having bad eyes or missing tackles, and that all of that improved uh, vastly. I mean, it was awesome to watch, and they earned it. I mean, the way they practiced, um, the chip on their shoulder, um, it was awesome watching them prepare uh, for that performance, and it's probably one of the better offenses, if not the best offense, that we will see. Um, I mean, they have weapons everywhere. Um, you know, I think what they're doing with, uh, with Tempest um, – who was their quarterback going into the season last year. And then with the solid quarterback that, that moved in using him at receiver. And then, I mean, he's a, he's a lightning bug out there. It's impressive. And then uh, being able to quickly transition and him get snaps at quarterback, similar to what we do with Cooper Bates, um, really dangerous. And, and it's, it's hard to stop uh, the run knowing the weapons they have on the outside and the quarterback they have pulling the trigger. So you saw them, um, their offense come out determined to throw like they knew that that's what they were going to have to do. And, and I thought we held up really well, um, especially considering the bad spots we kept putting them in, uh, whether it be a, uh, a, you know, offense going forward in a situation on fourth down and not getting it, um, whether it be a, a turnover, um, you know, we had a, I think it was the punt that we should have got off and looked like it was a fake and they tackled us in our own territory our defense turns around and gets a turnover right right yeah. after that. Um, those are the things I'm looking for. Um, you know, those sudden change moments are the hardest and the most stressful on a defense, more stressful than the talents that we're talking about that Union had. And we went out there and bowed up and, and got that turnover in response. That is huge. And, yeah. and I love how we're flying around. There were a, a few occasions uh, that they came up big. In fact, Union went for it on fourth down four yeah. times. It was 0 for 4. They did um, to open the first, first drive, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what's – that, that's a very specific situation. Usually if an yep. opponent's going for it on fourth down, it's fourth and pretty short because yep. they, they, they weren't any, in any like desperation late game type situation. Right. So 
what allows a defense to have that kind of success uh, and, and really just kind of stand up with your back against the wall and, and get a stop? It's mentality. I mean, you, if you view it as a, oh, crap, they're going for it on fourth down, uh, you're not going to find success. If you just treat it as third down again, uh, then you can bow up and do your job, and, and that's what our guys did. Uh, you also mentioned uh, kind of briefly getting making sure you're getting aligned. It, it seemed like – well, it didn't seem like. There absolutely were fewer busted coverages, fewer miscommunications oh, yeah. on, on the back end, uh, and it sounds like a lot of that was just down to preparation and, and getting all those guys back on the same page in the film room, that sort of thing. It is, and, and we mentioned this last week, but, uh, you know, an offense can struggle, 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 and then put enough good things together, and the perception is that they were good on offense. Defense, if you, if you struggle, 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 you get exposed, ex especially against really good offenses. Um, and so that's what I think you saw. I think you saw a head down, grind mentality, chip on their shoulder preparation that they still have. It's pretty awesome to watch these guys practice. Um, and and then, then you got to see some result, results of it. And they, more importantly, those guys that put in the work got to see the results yeah. of it. So that just obviously reinforces the work and, and the preparation, which they've continued to do. So some clear improvement from the defense from week one to week two. What, mm -hmm. What's the next step now? What, what do they need to get better at next? I don't think there's like, uh, we've got to improve on this or this. I think it's just constant improvement. And, you know, it's got to be all 11 on the field doing their jobs at 100 miles an hour just relentlessly. And uh, you, heard, you heard the guys talk about, uh, um, you know, flying to the football. And, you know, we've got on Sundays we show – what we call team plays, some plays, some clips that we want to show from the film that maybe don't get noticed in the game um, from the sideline or from the stands, but stuff we want to highlight and celebrate. And there was one uh, where uh, they broke a run and there was probably a missed tackle right around the box area and the guy got into the secondary, I believe it was a running back. And by the time we tackled the guy, there were 10 of our 11 guys, 10 of our 11 black shirts around that one defender, something like 20 yards down the field. So celebrating those things and reinforcing those things that we've got to have and got to see um, is, is, is important. That's a, a talk a little bit about the defense for Broken Arrow. Another challenge coming up uh, against Owasso this week. We'll talk about them here in just a little bit. More to come. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. Recently, you've had to put your life on hold, and we're with you in this. At Ascension St. John, we're now open for appointments, and we are fully prepared for your safety in our care. As we open our doors again, our doctors, nurses, and care teams will continue to wear personal protective equipment. We've taken even more steps to clean and stringently disinfect all areas. We will maintain distancing in our waiting rooms, and we'll continue to limit visitors and we will still screen all staff to protect their health and yours. Our emergency rooms are here 24-7. Please do not delay care. We're still delivering babies and performing surgeries, and we're open for your appointments, from specialists in surgical care to routine care and health screenings. Ask us about virtual visits. Ascension St. John continues to care for you, as we have been for almost a century. Thank you for trusting us. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. we got a couple of players joining us now, Dietrich Moore and Jalen Franklin, uh, here to spend a few minutes with us. Uh, Dietrich, let, let's start with you. Uh, you got banged up late in the season last year, had to miss the last few games. Uh, what was that experience like, not being able to play those last few games last year and then, and then coming back and working through that injury? Um, it was a tough deal. The whole team was very, um, very helping out. They, uh, they stayed 
uh, what's it called? They stay positive. They help me get through it. And uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know really how to did, did, lost myself. Was there anything uh, that you learned about yourself kind of from that experience and, and on the comeback trail from that? Uh, yeah. Um, you got to, there's different ways to deal with adversity. And uh, it was, it was pretty tough, but family and the team, which is also family, everybody helped me out and they were always around. What was it like getting back out in, in an actual game against Bentonville a couple weeks ago? Um, it was tough. Um, I think it's. I think I started off pretty slow, but as it went on and as it's still going, I'm getting back into it, getting better. You feel good all in all, though? Yes, sir. Yeah. What, as a defense as a whole, what are you guys working on right now? What do you need to improve on? Um, we're working on getting to the ball faster, flying around. Uh, everybody's Everybody's trying to have a chip on their shoulder this week and just keep going on. What about uh, what about life away from football? What is what is Dietrich Moore doing? He's not between the lines. Um, I'm a really relaxed person. I like to watch movies, uh, uh, make music. Not oh yeah, people know you play that, instruments. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I uh, I play piano. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really uh, do anything too much with the piano, but I learned oh, quite a while ago. You like throw down some beats and do some different uh, rhythms and stuff. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's more advanced than I've got in my in my uh, my IT uh, music base. So that's impressive. This I mean, is we, why we do these podcasts so I can actually know what these guys. <laughs> there do you go. Yeah, we got to we get maybe some new locker room music coming our it. way, courtesy <laughs> courtesy of Dietrich Moore. All right, let's go over here to Memphis, Jalen Franklin. First of all, for those who don't know, walk us through why they call you Memphis. I am originally from Memphis, Tennessee. It's a pretty simple story when all is said done. Well, you he, got he's a, graduated from, it used to be Little Memphis. I was Little Memphis. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, was, what, what, what made the transition? Where, at what point did you go from Little to big, just Memphis? Big brother graduated. Yeah, big brother. <laughs> yeah. Step up, man. That'll help. I, I mean, you got it on a chain. Like, it's, it's a full-on yeah. thing. Sir. All right, I love it. Now, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about you. We, we just kind of did this with Dietrich, so let's trans, transition over to you. What do, what do you do away from football? I'm either working Working out or sleep. <laughs> it is a man of, of just simple simple pleasures there. Sure. What's what's your dream job? Like would My you looking job. yeah, like fifteen, twenty years down the road, what's your dream job? Other than being in the NFL? Because I mean that's a good dream. That's, that's top list. That's one that I certainly right if if you that or or after. What about after you play in the NFL? What would you want to do? Oh no, that's that's my dream right there to be in the NFL. What would I do? And after you make all that money, run some businesses. Fact, I want to own a I few businesses. There you go. I do want to own a few businesses. All right, entrepreneur. You take that NFL money, seed money, you can go start some businesses right that there. Too. Perfect. There you go. So, uh, what? Let, let's talk a little bit of football with you. What What do you think is the biggest strength of your game? The way I talk, <laughs> I, I know I'm very vocal when I'm on the field, and like whenever my energy down, I know the team's energy is going. Bump down tonight. So whenever I get to speaking up, whether it's making calls or just talking stuff to the other team, I know that's going to you feel me impact the game a whole lot. So not not only the mental aspect of the game with your teammates and, and getting them involved, but the mental aspect of you trying to you know mentally have a better game than your opponent. Thanks. All right. So I won't ask you to, to throw out any like what what your favorite catchphrases are or anything like that. But do you kind of relish the opportunity to go up against guys who you know are talented on the other side of the ball and, and go one on one with them? I love it. I love to try to take someone's offense. <laughs> I love it. That's you feel me. That's a better opportunity to get me better and you feel me put me out there. I what what is kind of your mindset? Because there are times that that you know you might be in in press coverage or one on one coverage. Uh, obviously, you want to have success. When you do get beat, one you know every so often, what is your mindset after that? How do you how do you kind of move past that? Okay, good play. Next rep. 
Simple enough. All right. That's Memphis and Dietrich Moore. Guys, thanks for coming and spending some time with us today. Good luck on Friday uh, against Owasso. Thank you. We'll We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Inside Tiger Football brought to you by Rib Crib. For families who like to build their wealth while staying liquid, we have flexible rate CDs to keep your funds working hard, even when you're not. First National Bank of Broken Arrow, the right balance. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib. I'm Adam Hildebrand alongside Josh Blankenship. Uh, we got a big one this week, the Patriot Bowl, driven by the Jim Glover Auto family as Owasso uh, comes here to Broken Arrow. This is a fun, uh, cool event yeah. every, every fall that gets played between these two schools to, to uh, you know benefit also Folds of Honor, which is heavily involved in this, and uh, a cool opportunity. Do you talk at all over the course of the week with these guys that are going to play in this game about uh, you know what goes on with this event and, and why it takes place? Uh, we mention it. Uh, we try not to focus on, you know, all the other stuff uh, that is a big deal to everybody that's attending the game, watching the game, because um, we want to keep them focused on on their jobs. Um, but we certainly, especially when it comes to what this game represents, being the Patriot Bowl, Folds of Honor, uh, we definitely talk about those things. You've got, uh, obviously, a challenge that you're well aware of. Your, your dad's coaching on the other side here. Uh, what stands out to you about this Owasso team? Uh, their talent, as always, um, you know, they're a championship caliber program. Uh, so the struggles that they've had with injury, um, you know, they're going to overcome those things. Um, they had a, I don't think they got enough credit for, for the battle, the grinder that they were in in a 14 to seven game with jinx. I mean, that's like a, that's a playoff type of game, defensive struggle, finding a way to get points on the board. Um, that, that tells me that they're starting to figure some things out, um, in spite of their adversity that they've had with, with losing some key players. Yeah, and, and one of those guys who we've seen have a major impact on games for the last few years now is yeah. Cole Adams. He's a, a major Division One, uh, you know, prospect. Obviously, the, there is other talent on the roster, so mm-hmm. it's, it's not all one guy, but how does losing a guy of that caliber impact a team, any, any team, not necessarily just a loss? Yeah, he impacted so much for them. I mean, you know, you take special teams alone in, in our playoff game last year, he returned – three kicks for touchdowns, one got called back. Um, you know, he he's dynamic. And, uh, you know, I, he's one of those few guys that when you have recruiters come in to talk about, you know, who you have to be recruited, you can't help but talk about that kid over at Owasso and tell them what you think about that kid. And uh, I always described him as a one of the few I've ever seen that, that seems like they're playing the game in slow motion, uh, like everybody else is moving at a slower pace and they see it different, they, they just operate differently. Um, so I hate it for that kid, man. Um, and he's a phenomenal kid and phenomenal player. And uh, But his future is very, very bright as well. Absolutely. Well, we'll be looking forward to a good game between Owasso and Broken Arrow this Friday night against the Patriot Bowl, driven by the Jim Glover Auto family. We will have that for you on AeroVision with Spav and I on the call. Coach Blankenship, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Inside Tiger Football, brought to you by Rib Crib.